It's another Saturday night and the end of yet another year in comedy. Tonight on the panel, we sit down with some of our favorite friends of the show to recap the year in comedy. Big festivals, bigger losses, controversy, and chaos. We're pulling no punchlines and digging deep on 2022. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to an all new Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And as always, streaming coast to coast, Canada wide, North America wide, planet Earth wide, everywhere where there's the internet on Global News Online. Brought to you as always by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical as we recap the year this New Year's Eve. Hakeem Optical helping you have the perfect hindsight on 2022. We got our producer, Vince Tedesco, on the line. How you doing, buddy? Exhausting. What a year. We made it to the end of another year in comedy, and oh boy, is there a lot to talk about on the panel tonight. There's a lot to recap from this past year. Of course, coming out finally from what I've been very playfully referring to as the pandy, because you got to make that whole thing sound more fun than it was. But this year, everything sort of came back in full bloom. Of course, JFL came back full swing, bigger than ever, celebrated their 40th anniversary. We saw the new home of Second City open up here in Toronto. Comedy Bar opened up a second location. Festivals came back. Tours came back. Comedy albums swept the Junos. Clubs reopened. The whole thing, Vince. But of course... Just outside of the land of comedy, there's a lot to get into from this past year. A lot of weird stuff happened in pop culture. The world is quite literally falling apart around us. <laughs> Who better to talk to about that than a bunch of comedians? Uh, yeah. there, there was a lot of controversy that happened this year, Vince. There's a lot to unpack from this packed year, for sure. There's a lot happening on this panel right now, because from what I booked and what I have, it is an onslaught of comedians that we have. It is an onslaught of comedians. Some of our favorite returning friends of the show who have been on this panel for years and including doing this annual New Year's recap with us. We also have some friends in Radioland right here from our studios. It's a mixed bag of commentators, Vince, and there is a whole load of things to get into because... Oh boy, was 2022 a very strange and surreal year. It just, every year for the last few seasons of this show, Vince, every time we go, okay, that was it. It can't possibly get any more weird. Boy, are we wrong every single time. So there's a lot to get into tonight. We got a full panel. It's a full house. It is the New Year's Eve roundup. We are putting 2022 to bed. All that and more right here, right now on Inside Jokes. This is going to be my favorite episode of the year. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And of course, as always, brought to you by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical. Sure, society might be on the brink of collapse, but damn, do those frames look good. We got some of our favorite friends in comedy, radio, a full panel tonight, just looking back on the strange year that was, all the things that happened in the land of comedy, politics, pop culture, showbiz, and even our own strange happenings right here in Hollywood North. It's a full panel. We got Fiona O'Brien with us tonight. How are you doing? I'm hungover. There you go. That is, <laughs> that's a proper answer for New Year's Eve and from our favorite Irish guests. We got Angelo Saruk is out on a cruise ship somewhere. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm great, uh, guys. I'm uh, happy. It's the uh, end, beginning of a new year. It's going to be great. Looking forward to it. 
It's good. I hope it's going to be great because we. I feel like the last three seasons of this show, we keep saying that on every New Year's episode. It's like, all right, we got through that. Next year's going to be great. And then, um, you know, more things happen. Frank Spadone. Frank Spadone is with us. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, hanging with family all holidays. I'm a little exhausted, but I'm I'm doing great. Looking there forward to the new year. There we go. We're hoping for good stuff in comedy. We're in. We're in the right place. We're getting there. JP Jean Paul is with us. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very good. Happy to be on the show. And I'm looking forward to the new year. You know why? Because you can't spell Demike with you can't spell pandemic without Demike. So that means it's <laughs> going to be great for comedy. That's what there I'm we saying. go. And last but certainly not least, one of our own favorite friends in radio, one of Chorus's own, our friend and fellow co-host Pina Crispo is with us. How are you doing tonight? Okay, hold on. David back in the studio, get ready to beat me out. I'm fan. Fantastic, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we do this New Year's show every year where we re recap the year. And it's kind of funny because last year when we did it, it was a much different animal because it was like, well, we all did Zooms and TikToks for two years. This year it was we actually saw the festivals come back. We actually saw the clubs reopen. We saw a bunch of new tours kick off. We saw comedy completely go full bloom again which was great to see after that two-year forced hiatus that we all sort of went through. But there's also a lot of stuff that went on offstage that we really have to get into with the panel tonight. It was a very strange year. So the first one, which happened right at the beginning of the year, uh, it's sort of the elephant in the room, but it sort of set the flavor for 2022 in comedy. So we'll get into this with the panel first. The slap heard around the world. That was very early on in 2022. The infamous Oscars slap where Will Smith just out clocked Chris Rock in the face. But the interesting thing was that happened. And then not long after that, Dave Chappelle was attacked on stage at a show. And then not long after that, there was an incident at an LA comedy club that went viral where a comic had a beer can whipped at her on stage. That was all over the news. So a lot of things that people in comedy were talking about this past year was that this is the year of comics getting attacked on stage. And people thought like, now we're not allowed to say anything. And it, now it's been made okay to go up and like punch a comic on stage so I want to get into that with the panel. Do you think that this is like actually? Was it just a bunch of? That was not the panel. Some... That was not the panel. That was a haunted okay. ship that Angelo Sarukis is on. I know. Last year. I'll say this: if some, if this was Canada, the guy jumped on stage, tried to crack somebody, get boot right in the head. No, I mean I'm I'm all on Chris Rock's side on this one. Yeah. Will Smith's a mega star. It was his biggest night. He had no reason doing it. No man should hit a man, and let alone comics, because I knew it was going to set a precedent, and it did. Because other things, more things happened. I, I heard of more stories. And to me, there's an invisible line between the performer and the audience. You cross it, you get a shot in the head. That's my theory on it. Do not step on it. You don't go to Phantom of the Opera and jump on the Phantom. That's right. <laughs> I've been to a few baseball games and uh, people have jumped the pitcher. Uh, it was that one. Anyway, I thought exactly what what you said, uh, Dean. Like, I thought, oh, no, here we go. Now everyone's going to jump on stage. It's just it's a green light for people to. But and, and I'm thinking, you know, I now I got to hire a, a personal security person we already make hardly any money at the clubs and now i got a higher security um yeah i i'm with age i i'm with chris rock on that like you know it's entertainment it, you know i get it like you know 
Listen, it's comedy, man. Like people are, you're going to get a little effect. We're going to cross that line. Sometimes we test the line, but that that's the beauty about comedy, right? We had Mike Ward win a lawsuit, win a lawsuit over free speech, basically saying I'm a comedian. What I said shouldn't have been off limits. And he was getting sued. What was it? It was like $30,000 or something they were trying to take out of this comedian's pocket. So that was sort of a huge checkbox, a huge win for Canadian comics going, no, this is free speech. And some would argue stand-up comedy is supposed to be one of the last true bastions of free speech. It also set a weird tone, though, because it happened at the beginning of the year. It happened at a time where we were just finally having live audiences and comedy clubs again and live stand-up finally coming back into its own again. And it sort of set this weird tone of like, is this what's going to happen for the next that, little while? Is this the way it's going to look? Is gonna be what I was most worried about is exactly with what happened, which is what we're kind of referencing here is that someone of will smith's magnitude regardless of what his mental state was and you know there's got to be something off because that mm -hmm. that's not just something that just happens and and just the magnitude of the moment of being on the oscars having your wife there you know you're you're he, i don't know if he was still in king richard mode or what it was i'm not <laughs> i'm not i'm not condoning anything that he did but i was just worried that because will smith is who he is that people who already kind of have a, a slight disrespect for comedy because comedy is one of the only arts that everybody thinks they can do. Nobody thinks they can just pick up a flute and play, a, you know, like Lizzo or whatever, <laughs> or, 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 you know what I mean? Or be a great wide receiver, just be, you know what I mean? But uh, comedy is one of those things that everybody thinks that oh, I'm funnier than that guy on stage. And, and I just didn't want it to normalize that behavior. And while I think it did for a while, I'm hoping that that is no longer the case because I haven't heard or seen anything lately, but you know, I, I think the more Will Smith speaks out about, you know, how wrong that was. Hopefully that'll add to mm -hmm. just don't do stuff like that, man. I, I think so too, because it was somebody again of, yeah, of that magnitude and that much in the spotlight. And it happened on the world stage in such a big way. Cause I mean, yeah, those incidents have happened before. I mean, here in Canada, we all know the infamous Darren Frost story where he got a pint glass whipped at him at the old London yuck yucks. Right. So we all <laughs> like know it's but there's so it's not like it's never happened before, but it's when you see it on the world stage at the Oscars with this A-list celebrity and this A-list comic and it's in front of millions and millions of viewers. It really did kind of we, there was this pause there where everybody in comedy went, is this but really that, setting the tone for that me? That was Will okay. Smith. It's not like a seat filler rushed the stage in Dave yeah. Chappelle's, yeah, 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 yeah. Dave Chappelle's yeah. argument, yeah. though. Some guy snuck, which is the stupidest thing in the world, snuck a knife in shaped as a gun. That's America. <laughs> I mean, that's America for you in a nutshell. And then charged the stage and he was a nobody and he just somehow. But again, what social media does and you uh. see this stuff on social media, people think social media is real. So the fact that they think it's real and they think they'll get followers and numbers, it's it's weird what it does to people's mindset. And I'm sure he figured there was going to be some intention, you know, attention. Well, he, he got the uh, snot kicked out of him, guaranteed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. just don't yeah. think he got the ball. He had his arm him. bent backwards like a Lego piece. It was yeah. weird. Although I got, that's what I loved about it was that is the most American thing. It's like, you want to sneak a knife into a club, you have to make sure it's disguised as a gun. <laughs> that's the most American way to go about it. All right, there's lots more to unpack from 2022. We're going to come back with our full panel, our 2022 year in review, right here, right now on Inside Joe.
Hi, this is Frank Spadone, and when my wife's not breaking my silver balls, uh, we're listening to uh, Inside Joke. Let me Right here on 640 Toronto. And of course, it is our 2022 year in review. We've got a full panel. We are recapping everything that happened this past year in comedy, politics, pop culture, and the insanely messed up garbage fire of a world around us. Brought to you, as always, by our friends at Hakeem Optical. Because there's nothing funny about squinting your way through life. Just ask French Stewart. It is a full panel. Uh, right? I don't know why I'm taking pot shots of French that Stewart. That was specific. Fine. Wow. <laughs> For our five Easy there, Will. Know who that is, uh, but we have a lot to unpack with our panel. A lot of crazy things happened this past year on and off stage. Uh, another obviously big elephant in the room that has been going on for basically the entire year, kicked off the start of last year and sort of set the tone for 2022, unfortunately, is the Ukraine war. And the reason why this ties into comedy is, well, first off, we just came out of a two-year-long pandemic. We just came out of this very long, scary, strange thing, certainly in the land of comedy that had a huge impact on our livelihoods and our lives. But we came out of this strange time. We thought, finally, we're back. We're out the tail end of that. Everything's fine. No, it's not. Because now <laughs> for the past year, it's been, is there going to be World War Three? Are we on the brink of nuclear war? So there is that. there is that conversation about, can comedy save the world? And not to sound too precious about that, but how important is comedy and satire right now with such an insane political landscape and of course the other reason this ties into comedy is because the president of ukraine Zelensky, who is you know he's sort of being hailed as this internationally renowned beloved political figure right now time magazine's person of the year also a former comedian himself as angelo sarukas mentioned during the break he's performed at our own just for laughs festival so i'm going to get into that with the panel fiona o'brien we haven't we haven't pulled you in much here before i mean do you think like how how strange and unprecedented is that do you think that a comedian could not only go into the position of being the leader of a country in the western world but also now the leader of a wartime country and, and facing off what a lot of us are worried might actually be the start of the third world war. Obviously we hope not, but it's not looking um, great. I have two thoughts on this. Nothing will ever shock me after, after Donald Trump becoming president of America. Right? <laughs> Nobody could ever be a president of America that would shock me more. Uh, and also uh, I am not paying off any credit card bills until this war ends. Okay. Because we're going to get nuked. <laughs> MasterCard can just forget it, okay? <laughs> but when you think about it, Zelensky being a comedian, who but a comedian could deal with the greatest hell road gig that is the Ukraine war? But a comedian. <laughs> Ukraine war, Russia war is just Sudbury. That's it. Sudbury on a Saturday. That's it. <laughs> Zelensky knows what he's doing. I have all the faith. And plus, the world's full of comedians. Putin, Trudeau, you name them. All of them. All of them. All of them are big comedians. So. Well, and that's that's the thing, too, because, you know, and not that, uh, you know, not that a lot of the comics on this panel necessarily get very political in your material. I mean, really, most of you don't. A lot of you talk about your own family lives and your personal lives and all that. It's not this isn't necessarily a very political comedy panel. But it's also, it, it kind of points to the fact that, you know, we finally got back to a place where live comedy was flourishing again and where people are dropping new albums and hitting the road again and going to festivals and all that stuff. 
And we're doing all this stuff and comics are churning out all this new material at a time when the world is a really scary and messed up place. We've gone straight from an unprecedented pandemic into a, this massive European war that, again, it's we're kind of wondering, is this going to blossom out of control? Is this going to be World War III? So for all of you as comedians, you're out there, you're finally doing your thing again, you're back on the road, you're back in the clubs, you're back at the festivals but we're living in some dark and strange times. How important is comedy right now for everybody's sanity and for just venting on this stuff and ranting on what's going on? Like Frank Spadone, for you, like is, is comedy as escapism more important right now? Do we kind of need to shut off this stuff that we've been stuck at home watching on these news cycles and just go out and be able to laugh again during all this? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we've discussed this before. Comedy is tragedy plus time, right? So if we can kind of make light of what's happening uh, or, I don't know if it's making sense, but if we could kind of try to have a good time while all this crap is happening, uh, yeah, like comedy is even, I, I can't tell you during the pandemic how many, um, you know, messages I got, thanks for posting, you know, those funny clips or for going live with Ange, like, you you, you, you know, on Mondays, you, 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 you save, you know, I, I was having really horrible thoughts about my life, you know, people's mental health um was at a all-time low and and um yeah i think more than ever yeah comedies i think saving the world and it's saving us i think you know we get to express ourselves i mean it's therapeutic for us i know i, I don't i'm sure i could speak on behalf of all the comics is that when i'm on stage no not true a not show me. i feel fantastic like i just i feel what's that what's that jb said no you can <laughs> speak for me I speak oh, yeah. <laughs> you just feel good you just it's it's a it's a shared energy you know what i mean and it's funny you 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 look out on, on into the crowd when you're on stage and it's like you know that there's people from different backgrounds different religions different and you're all laughing and you're all vibrating um i don't want to don't get too excited pina you're all vibrating it's just an amazing thing and 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 too bad the world can't be like that on a more regular basis right but it's on brand this is completely on brand for what comedy is at right. the very core of our job description. Yeah. You take the jester. The jester was the mouthpiece for the people. We yeah. still continue to be the mouthpiece for the people, especially when you have never been in a situation where you've been locked down in a pandemic. There's a war going on. Inflation prices are crazy. So somebody needs to make sense of this craziness and at least make me laugh while doing it because we all watch enough news and there is nothing funny about news. Well, I, we you can say foxes, but it's not. It's terrifying. You we know, we talked to Lewis Black about that before, and you know, and this was before the pandemic even. But we said, you know, remember during the George W. era, we all looked at that, and we you know looked to his comedy, and at that time we said nothing's ever going to get crazier than this. This is yeah. the 9/11 era. This is the Iraq War. Nothing's going to get crazier than that. 20 years later, oh boy, were we wrong about that? But yes, Pina, I did want to throw it to you because for you as a radio host. It's it's very much the same for you. It's as it is for comedians. It's like there's all this crazy stuff going on around you and you almost feel that urge to address it on the air and address it in your broadcasting. But at the same time, it's like we kind of have been inundated with this stuff for so long. Is it more important for you to just kind of like step away from this stuff and give people something else to talk about? Absolutely. I was going to say it's the only like the parenting show. <laughs> listen as the only person here who's not a comic i have to say first of all thank you to all of you guys because you were the people that i turned to to escape you know from the, the 
crypto that is our lives right now, you know, and to laugh and to have fun. And I try to do the same thing, whether it's like through my, the content creation that I put out through social media or through the parenting show. Um, I think we need that escape because Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on and it's really heavy and there's a lot to deal with and mental health is, has skyrocketed. Right. So we need to be an outlet for people. We need, um, to be uh, there as an escape method where they can just like forget about the crap that's going on, have a few minutes, smile, laugh, and just be able to like breathe again. I love Crispo taking uh, liberty with the the bleep button. I'll say this. I'll say this, guys. The, The social media is good and bad because we do need comedy. But the problem is, is that I live in America now, which is divided like most of the world. What I don't like about social media and what happened to comedy was TikTok. Because what's happening, and I've seen it with not just me, but friends of mine, these TikTokers that have no material are taking our material and reenacting it on TikTok. And I got people sending me messages going, yeah. oh, by the way, you're, such, you're doing somebody else's stuff. No, I'm not. That's, that's my stuff. But what, I think what happened, that's a good and bad thing. And they're going into the clubs. They're getting 20, 30 million followers. They have no act. Mm-hmm. This is happening a lot. That's a lot of comics. John Heffron, all these guys in the States, Bill Burr, everybody's going to tell you the same thing. So, yes, people want to go to comedy. They want to laugh. They want to go out. Whenever people stay home on their big screen TV, they want to go out. But the reality of it is, though, with all the good that's happened, we have some collateral damage. And social media has put a bit of a dent on stand-up. If you ask me, I, I see it. What do you guys think? Which actually, it's interesting uh, because that pivots over to something else I wanted to bring up with the panel is, and actually, Ange, you and Frank, we talked to both you very early on in the pandemic and you guys started doing these live streams together and you were both saying like, listen, we've been in the clubs for 20, 30 years. This is not something that I've ever would have thought about even doing, but it was the pandemic. Clubs were shut down. It was just a way to reach out to your audience. But it's funny because social media is so intimately intertwined with what comedians do now one thing that's been a lot of controversy lately is what's happening in the Twitterverse. Of course, Elon Musk bought out Twitter and just immediately drove it at 90 miles an hour into a brick wall. Uh, everybody's angry with what he's doing. There's a lot of conversation going on around free speech and what are the limits there and what 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 can he do as the power that be. And also what people are doing on that platform. When you look at Kanye, Kanye just very thoroughly canceled himself on Twitter. But Twitter was always... Twitter was always an important platform for comedians because for a lot of people, it was kind of a writing exercise. Mm -hmm. It was kind of, you bang out these little 150 character things. You connect with your audience. You just, it's not material you're doing in your act, but it's just a way to do comedy writing for all of you. I mean, there's yes. People were forced to go on TikTok. People were doing YouTube channels, all this stuff during the pandemic for you as comedians. What do you think about Twitter and the state of it right now? Is it kind of like it's not what it used to be for comedians? Is it take it or leave it? Like, does it really impact what you do anymore? Do you see the need to be on that platform? Or do you say just let it crash and burn? I mean, it never, for me, Twitter was never anything that I I needed. You know what I mean? Uh, but I was on it. I just, it, it's it's glorified bathroom wall writing and screaming into the void. <laughs> nice. And, and, and hope, I, that, that's a tweet. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but you're screaming into the void and you're hoping something sticks. Mm-hmm. So if it's just a, a writing exercise, that's great for you. But as, as far as Twitter has never produced anything for me to be like, hey man, I read your status on Twitter. I, I, I want to book you for this club. That's never happened. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
people have reached out to me on Instagram. Be like, hey, I like your stuff or Facebook or whatever it is. But I've n- nothing has ever come from from Twitter other than like, man, I could take this or leave this. You know what I mean? Well, and it kind of like keto well, diet. But anyway, that's it kind of feels like a dinosaur, too, at this point. It's, you know, Twitter kind of feels like that's 10 years ago for comics. I mean, you look at, you know, 20, 2009, 2010. There was that sitcom that was Shatner that was launched off of a Twitter feed that shit my dad says it aired for about five minutes, but still that was when comics were pumping out this material and were getting noticed on there. It kind of feels outdated now. It kind of feels like. Twitter's the new MySpace, bro. Twitter's the new MySpace. (laughs) Content creators, Pina kind of nailed it and Ange kind of nailed it as well. Comedians are now becoming content creators, but on the flip side, content creators now think they're comedians. Sometimes the transition doesn't uh, uh, apply. It doesn't always work both ways. I like when they learn that they're not. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I like when you learn that they're not, and then you have to respect what we do, and yeah. then you have to pivot and and now change how you say who or what you are. It's still comedy, but you're not a comedian. Right. The comedian puts the picture in your head by what is coming out of his mouth. His voice paint the picture, so they can easily recreate that picture on video. For mm. a content creator, yes, they are funny. Some of them are great. But some of them who think that they can do what you do and then do it live on stage, you don't get the cut. You don't get the edit. You don't get the let's reshoot that again. But I will give credit. I will give credit to those that do and those that do both. Because there are some that make the transition. shout Shout out to them. But the people who can't and still refuse to not call like take the comedian moniker off of your chest and just be like you're a content creator you're not a comedian it's comedy but you're not a there, comedian. there are some who make that crossover i mean one we'll give a shout out to right now who's appeared on this show a few times last time uh, eric, eric d'alessandro is another one he eric you know and now he's down in Synagoga. the office. yeah they're all they're Synagoga all is another one yeah, I, I mean qualified stand-ups i mean as but well. they they came from stand-up too yeah. 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 Content. It's kind of it's just kind of is a, it's sort of a double edged sword for comics and especially after the last couple of years because you were at a time when you had to do stuff from home and maintain an audience. Um, but we're going to go to the break. There's more to get into with the panel here. Lots more to recap. It's our 2022 year in review right here on Inside Jokes. Hey, it's John Paul, the island hipster. And while I'm trying to avoid the Omarion virus and not catch the Rona, I'm listening to my people on Inside Jokes on 640 AM. Tell me over and over and over again, my friend. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto. And of course, streaming all over planet Earth, everywhere where there's Tay Internets on Global News Online. Brought to you, as always, by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical. Because the planet is getting hotter and so are your selfies. We are recapping... Everything good, bad, and ugly that happened in 2022, on stage and off. Uh, Listen, it was a year of a lot of controversy and comedy. It was sort of a mixed bag because there was a lot of controversial things that happened. But at the same time, it was sort of a celebratory year for people in comedy, especially here in Canada, because we finally got to go back to doing what we do. Festivals returned, new clubs opened, tours happened again, new albums came out. We kind of, it was like this very long spring that happened after a two-year hiatus which by the way i mean for all the comics on this panel it was a tough few years for stand-ups it was a dark time because we we live and work in an industry especially in this country where there's only x amount of festivals there's only x amount of clubs there's only x amount of road work you really have to do strike out there and sort of build things yourself which we did see a lot more of 
So comics really just figured out a way to scrape by this whole thing and find their own revenue streams and build their own audience. Canadian comics are the most resilient people on the planet, man. I'm telling you right now, I think that's why we spiritually are maybe tied in with the good people of Ukraine right now, because Canadian comics are just like, you can't, can't keep them down no matter what. But it was a tough couple of years. And I mean, another big thing that we have to address, because there was a lot of it this past year, was some big losses in the comedy yeah. world. Um, obviously, we saw a lot of absolute industry giants pass away very unexpectedly, a lot of them. I mean, we said goodbye to Louis Anderson, Gilbert Gottfried, Bob Saget. But it wasn't just on the world stage. Also here at home, we lost a lot of our own friends. We took some massive hits. I mean, our own some of our favorite friends of the shows from over the years. I mean, we said goodbye to Tim Steves, mm -hmm. another friend of ours, Alan Park, Nick Nemiroff, mm -hmm. who's a brilliant young comic. Yeah. Sadly, incredibly young, also unexpectedly passed. I'm telling you guys, like it's a Canadian comics. I don't know how, like, and I, my gift to Canadian comedy was that I retired four years ago. So you're welcome, <laughs> Canadian comedy. Now I just do this show. That's it. But honestly, I mean, you guys are the most resilient people on planet earth. I really feel because you're scraping by through all this stuff. The pandemic puts everything on pause. Now you're dealing with all of your friends and colleagues, all these people passing away and you still have to go up night after night and put that face on and find the funny in all of this dark stuff that's happening. So for all of you, I mean, when you lose a colleague like that, that you've worked with over the years, and I mean, comedians are the island of misfit toys. I mean, these are some of your closest friends. Obviously, this is who you're gigging with and sharing the green room with and sharing the road with. How do you go out there and put that back on? And also, how do we keep the legacy of these comedians alive once we've lost them? Because there's been so much of that lately. Uh, well, go ahead, Frankie. <laughs> No, it's it's part of it's part of the I'll tell you one of the one of the hardest things I did was um you know um I remember uh, I did a a nice a nice show and a, a great gig in Ottawa but my dad was sick and um and I knew he was wasn't doing well and you just you go out there and there's a switch in your in your brain that just does it I mean um I, I know Angel's gonna I feel bad Angel just went through this um you know you, you you're you're losing fellow comedians, even young, you know, way too young. Um, but Ange just recently went through this. Hey, Ange, with um, with oh, your mother. Yes. Right? Well, yeah, my mother-in-law got diagnosed. Uh, I left to go to a European tour. Two days later, she got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. I'm about to go on stage in Stuttgart, Germany. My wife calls one minute before and says, Mom died. And we had to go on. Because that's what we do. And I said, I'll process it later. And I... And I think that's what we do. And I think JP said it, and you said it too, Dean. I think what happens as Canadian comics, we are resilient. And, I'm a, and I know, I'll tell you how. Because I've done festivals where some people don't want to go out on after another comic. And, I, and we're Canadian comics, like, bring it. Because we, we've had to do the Sudbury, Fairview, Alberta, uh, Wawa, Ontario, all those places. So for us, we're just happy to be there. So you're right. When you say Canadian comics are the most fearless, we can go anywhere in the planet and make people laugh. That's a fact. And you think part of it too is because as comics, I mean, you kind of live always on that fine line between the dark and the light, really. My thing, my, and again, I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, as comics, the beautiful part about being on stage, good times, bad times, horrible news, it's our only Zen because it's our only control. It's the only time you are in control over. And, and when I'm on stage, I'm not a dad. I'm not a husband. I'm not a son. I'm Jean-Paul. I am me. 
I am nobody but myself and I have nothing but my comedy to carry me through. And, I, and, and speaking as to, to what you were saying about how do we how do we show respect and pay respect to Tim Steves, Nick Nemiroff, Alan Park, Matt Billen uh, is by being the, the honest selves that we always wanted to be on stage. And, and, and I'll, I'll end it real quick as you're talking about as, as uh, Ange was talking about getting the news, the day Billen died, we were walking onto stage, Matt Billen died. And, and the, the best tribute I could have done was just be myself, you know, and remind myself as someone who's in the audience at these shows, like I remember seeing Frank, like back in the summer, I went to one of his shows and it was so great to be, you know, in the audience laughing. It's just, it's amazing to see that you guys can go on stage, no matter what has happened in the world or in your lives and share time and your mm -hmm. energy with mm -hmm. the audience and make them laugh. Like that is a gift. I just want to say thank you for that. And, and you know, even Norm Macdonald. When yeah. he was diagnosed, because Norm had cancer back in the For 90s. For a long time. Yeah, went, yeah. A long time. Remember that, JP? And he went back to Ottawa with his mom. He went home. So I think at the end of the day, even Mike McDonald, with some titans and Canadian comedy, they both died within a short period of time. Bob Saget, you know, a lot of guys like that. And it was like, it was funny because a lot of, then they identified later, people were like, Norm was Canadian. Norm never had the fact that he was Canadian. I just, yeah. he was very famous. But yeah, that's, you know, I think what happens, I think there's, there's some humility in it and that's what we do. But at the end of the day, think about it, guys, we're comedians. Our job is to make people laugh, even though we're talking inside sometimes. Yeah. We got to go do it's it. It's our job. Yeah. We're the firemen. We rush into the, we rush into that's the right. tragedy. That's actually, that's perfect. Rush into like, the tragedy with the mic and the ax. Yeah. I think that's like, absolutely Where are you from? They cut How the long you two been together? <laughs> and he still went and performed. Anybody from out of town? Anybody celebrating anything? Yeah. <laughs> you can't spell pandemic without the mic, baby. That's what there I'm we saying. go. All That's right. We're going to come back and wrap it up with our panel. Our 2022 year in review is going to be right back, right here on Inside Joe. Hey, it's Pina Crispo here from Chic Mama and the Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And when I'm not rolling a joint and getting high, I'm listening to <laughs> boys on Inside Jokes. <laughs> Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto and of course streaming everywhere on planet Earth on Global News Online. Brought to you as always by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical, getting a clear look ahead at 2023. I can't be the only person that's terrified about that. We're of course doing our annual year in review. It is our recap on all things 2022, all the insane things that happen here this year on stage and off we got a full panel right here recapping the year and also looking ahead at what's coming up in comedy we've got fiona o'brien we've got angelo sarukis we got frank spadone we've got jean paul and of course our good friend of the show fellow chorus radio host pina crispo is with us i do want to go around the panel and see because again this past year yes there was a lot of messed up things that happened on the world stage there was a lot of controversy in comedy but 
there's also a lot of silver linings because again, in 2022, we did see things finally fully swing back to the way they should be. The clubs reopened, the festivals reopened, (laughs) JFL celebrated 40 years, a new second city home opened up here in Toronto, live tours happened again. So comedy came back in a big way. I want to go around the panel and see what everybody thinks we have to look ahead to in 2023, because I kind of feel like we're also seeing a lot of new butts and seats this past year. We're seeing a lot of audience who were sitting at home for the last couple of years when things were on pause, streaming specials, downloading albums, watching online content from comics. So we sort of saw this new wave of audience. I don't know if it's triggering to say wave after two years of COVID, but we saw a new wave of audience come out and watch live comedy who maybe had never done that before. We saw a new audience come out and go, I've been watching this stuff and listening to this stuff for the last couple of years. I want to go and watch some live comedy. So it feels like there's sort of like this rebirth in a way. There's sort of this boom period that kind of happened this past year. Uh, Frank, I'll throw that one to you first. Do you think you see that ahead in 2023? Do you think we're going to see an influx of new people coming out to shows and see sort of some new life happen in comedy? Well, that's my hope. And and if, if I could say anything here uh, uh, today is uh, for those of you who sat at home and weren't really comedy fans, but you found comedy on the on your phones and on social media, there's nothing like watching it live. Mm-hmm. Come and support us because, you know, here's the tough thing is we put things on the Internet and, and to, to try to raise our profiles, but we're not getting paid for a lot of that stuff. Probably not, probably not at all of a lot of yeah. that stuff unless it's on YouTube. <laughs> so come and support us. I, I That's what I'm looking forward to. Get out, come watch it live, support the stand-up comics. Like JP said, and a lot of us say, we're kind of the, 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 the jesters of, 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 um, of <laughs> I don't know what Vince is doing there, of, of what's happening in the world. Come out and see it live. Stop being a moocher and seeing it for free on social media. And, and it's also like, I mean, a lot of what happened during the pandemic was sort of a placebo. It was like, yeah, comics yes. are putting out these, you know, digital content and going viral and putting out downloads. and yeah. da, 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 da. But it's not, it's never the same as actually being in that room and the lights come down and the world right. shuts off for 90 minutes and you're there and it's intimate because there's nothing like live comedy because there's always that element of anything can happen and every set is just that night in that moment it's such a raw organic thing you can't replace that with tiktok you can't replace Mm -hmm. that with zooms uh jp i mean for you do you see do you see us kind of finally coming back to going out i already see it yeah i already see that because i think people are screened out like zoom and and msn teams and youtube and tiktok and 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 so I think now and watching specials on Netflix and Hulu and all the other channels. And I think people want that connection to see it and feel it real because now it's just everything's not going to be eventually the the, the comedy specials get watered down. Right. So but when you see it live, the the adrenaline surges and, and the beautiful part about it is, especially with this panel here, real comics, because in the face of the pandemic, uh, they leveled up. They didn't they didn't have to admit to themselves that this was just a hobby. And and these are the comedians that you you want to see uh, succeed. And and everyone on the on the panel here, I, I adore and I think is super talented, as well as a lot of other Canadian comics. So, yeah, it's back, man. And uh, yeah, Gimpino. there there you go. And actually, it's points. I love Sarah Silverman said this quote about it, about how, you know, you're putting all this stuff outline and all that. But there's nothing like going into comedy clubs because. It, it's sort of the age of being able to hone stuff has been lost a little bit. 
mm-hmm. because you put something out on the internet and it goes viral. That's it. So the old days of like going to a club and working on a new 20 minutes and polishing and polishing and polishing and polishing it night after night after night for new audiences organically in that moment, it does, it isn't out there permanently until you're ready for it. It's, it was the age of honing material. And hopefully we get back to that a little bit too. Cause right now it's been a lot of like, here's this, this thing it's on the internet and it's out there for everybody immediately and forever without sort of giving it time to grow. Uh, all right. We can talk about this stuff all day, but we do have to I wonder what Fiona has to say, man. Fiona's been, Fiona's been killing the game and and doing tremendous writing in and out of the pandemic. And I'd love to hear what her views are. It to you before we wrap up here. What do you see ahead for 2023 as a comic? Thank you, JP. <laughs> um, I, I, I see it. It's, it's exciting. I've been using TikTok. I've been doing little snippets of my own comedy, trying to build a following. And I'm seeing people coming to shows and coming up to me to say they've seen me on TikTok or they've seen something on YouTube. Uh, and I think that's kind of exciting. Um, and, and there's nothing beats live comedy. Nothing beats being in that room and watching a quality show and you're getting to see someone for 20, 40, 50 minutes. That is the best feeling in the world. So if you see someone online and you enjoy a snippet or a clip, get out there and support them. As Frank and Ange said, uh, we all need your support. We do this because we love to do it and we want to make you happy and smile and laugh. And it's been a pretty shit few years for everybody to come out and see us. And and it's our job to cheer you up and we'll do it. There we go. What a better way to end the year off. That is our panel. That is our recap on 2022. Thank you again to our panel. Fiona O'Brien, Angelo Sarukas, Frank Spadone, JP, the one, the one and only Jean-Paul, and of course our good friend Pina Crispo. That Which is also a uh, cryptocurrency. Pina There's Crispo. also a cryptocurrency. We could do a whole other hour of what a messed up year this was. But that was our show. We will be back in 2023. Check us out every Saturday night at 9 uh-huh. right here on 640. And of course, you can stream all of our episodes right back to the dawn of time on Global News Online. That's our show. We'll be back next year. This week's Comedy Rx is Jean-Paul. Just a little bit about myself. I'm from a pretty religious Caribbean family, Uh, so much so that over Easter, my aunt gave me a Jesus clock. And I know that doesn't sound weird, but it's actually Jesus on the cross. And it's kind of awkward. I mean, if it isn't 9.15 or 3.45, I don't really know where to look. (laughs) 